mom surviving life. Tough questions, real answers, awesome hacks. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of Mom Surviving Life. Today we are going to talk about teething. As always, please subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform you are listening to us on. Also, please follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash momsurvivinglife and on Instagram at momsurvivinglife, all one word. So let's talk about how many teeth does Ella have? Two! She just cut her, la- her, not her last tooth, her second tooth last week. Aww, the girls have 12 each. It's so crazy. And that's a year <laughs> apart, essentially. Buckle up because like the first few you're like, oh, this is like so easy. The babies are fine. Like they teeth no problem. And then you get to the molars. And it's like, send help, send wine. Mummy needs to nap. <laughs> Everybody says the molars are really bad. The molars are hell. Wake up out of a dead sleep, screaming like you think someone ripped their arm off. Like, oh, I remember one night, Reagan, she woke up and just in pain. Cry, 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 cry. I gave her Tylenol. I gave her a frozen teething ring. Finally, I put oils on her and it settled her back down. But I'm like, oh my Lord. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to that. That's not going to be fun. No, you're going to need to have to like tag team it with Shane or something. Cause it's, oh, when do molars come? Like a year. Okay. You're getting there. Luckily she's a little late on things. So it'll probably be longer than that, but that's okay. Because she's 10 and a half months and... Yeah, 13, yeah, 14 months. Yeah, she's 10 and a half months now and only has her first two bottom middle teeth. Yeah, so she's going to be at the end of the chart that we're looking at. Which isn't a bad thing, but it's going to suck. Maybe because she's late, you're going to get to have delayed for when her teeth fall out, when she's older. Yeah. I've heard like... Good things and bad things. Some of the kids that get teeth early, they end up with a lot of dental problems, especially if it's one and one and one, where kids delayed tend to have less dental issues. Hmm. Or if kids get them all at once, they tend to have less dental issues because they're all coming in fairly straight together. But who knows? That's just not like that's one person's opinion. You never know what's going to happen. So the signs and symptoms of teething, for me, with the girls, it's rosy red cheeks. It looks like either they got into my blush or they just came in from a cold day and they have little rosy cheeks. It just kind of depends on where we're at. But yeah, definitely that's the one sign that I'm like, yep, we need Tylenol tonight. Otherwise, we're not going to sleep. And another dose at like 1.30 in the morning when they wake up. Ella's big one is drooling and swollen cheeks like her one cheek will probably be bigger than the other and she won't look symmetrical I find that's a huge noticeable thing on Ella when she's teething but the drool she doesn't drool nearly as much after the tooth has cut it's just before it's intense the other symptoms that the girls get is they'll get really clingy like they get really cuddly and they don't want to be put down They want all of my attention, which is super awesome when I'm trying to make dinner. (laughs) Or they just, they just want to snuggle up and watch TV, which like, I'm not opposed to. I love just being lazy and snuggling up and watching TV. Um, But their hands are constantly in their mouth. Like their finger is like straight and it goes all the way back and they'll just sit there and like on their finger. 
I do notice Ella doing that as well. But I'm sure Ella's doing it like it's a hook and she's gnawing on like between like the middle part of her finger. Right. The girls are, it's a straight finger and it's straight to the back of their mouth because they're working on their molars. Right. They're not as drooly, which is kind of (laughs) nice. Yeah. Um, I use a lot of drool bibs when Ella is teething, that's for sure. Yeah. The girls, I don't use teething bibs as much. They do get broken sleep, though. That's a big one. Like, they'll wake up in the middle of the night, like, screaming. And you're like, oh, my God, what's wrong? Did you hit your head? Did you fall out of bed? Obviously not, because they're in a crib. But that's, like, where your mind goes. That's terrifying. It's (laughs) honestly, it's really hard to hear. Because, like, for me, like, I just hold them. And they cry and they scream. Like, Regan, the one night, it was really bad. She would, like, push away from me. And I was like, okay, I'll put you down put her down she would scream because I put her down so I picked her up and then she's like I don't want to be held and I'm like what do you want felt like Ryan Gosling in that scene in the notebook where he's like what do you want what is it that you want (laughs) nice and all she would do is cry yeah and then at like two in the morning she just wanted to walk and I'm like mommy is tired mommy is very tired I cannot hold you and walk I'm so tired I just want to go to bed Ella's big thing is refusing food she doesn't want to eat solids she'll eat um purees she'll eat a food pouch but she will refuse all of her solid food the girls are the exact same way i actually have started keeping food pouches in the fridge because the coldness of the food pouch is actually really beneficial for them well not beneficial but like for the pain so i definitely find that i've been like whenever i open a food pouch i put it in the fridge And I find she has been eating the cold ones a lot better when she teas because she'll just down it. Yeah. I have also gotten freezies for the girls. And then the yogurt drops are great for teething because they're frozen. And I've actually been making them fatter. I don't know if that's an option for you, but I've definitely made them fatter so that the girls will sit there and they'll bite on one and then they get more in their mouth. Well, and it will take longer to thaw, right? So they get the cold longer Mm -hmm. in the spot they want it. Yeah. We have done ice cream too, but ice cream is (laughs) really high in sugar. And super messy. (laughs) Yep. That's generally right before bath. (laughs) Fair enough. Make them all calm and cool before they go to bed. Yeah. The coughing and the gag reflex too. That's one thing that I found with their fingers in their mouth or the fact that they don't want to eat is they start to cough or like they're drooling so much that they gag on their own drool. Yeah. And that's scary. Ella's only done it once, but it was scary. I'm like, you're not eating anything. I immediately went and like swept her mouth to make sure she had nothing in there because you just don't know. Like you try and watch your kid as much as possible but there are things that you don't you're not sure and when I did the sweep I was like there's just like I ended up with like a lot of drool <laughs> but yeah I've definitely been the like what is in your mouth and done the hook method where you just like make your finger into a hook and just like sweep their mouth and it was just drool I'm like okay I'm good but it's scary that initial like when they're gagging and they're not eating food it's it's mildly scary <laughs> yeah definitely scary it's hard too because You're like, I wish I could help you, but there's really nothing that you can do. No, nothing. You can do as much as you can, but it 
doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work. They also will do ear pulling or cheek rubbing, which I found Regan is more, Regan does this a lot more than Kinsley. Like she'll sit there with like her hand on her cheek, whereas Kinsley will just want to put her face on you. Ella likes to pull her ear more than rub her cheek. And it terrifies me because she has earrings. (laughs) So I'm always like, stop pulling your ear. You have earrings, don't pull them out. Her first two actually pulled her earring out. And I didn't notice right away. And it made me nervous. I was like, I don't know where this earring is. But I ended up finding both the earring and the back. But she pulls on her ear a lot when she's teething. I wonder if you should get locking backs for the earrings. They are. Okay. But she just pulled so hard that it came off. I also have a backup pair that screw on to make it harder for her to take off. That might be a good option. So side note to teething, but teething related. Fever is not a teething symptom. As much as people are like, oh, my baby has, you know, diarrhea or my baby is has a fever. Those are not teething related. The diarrhea comes from your baby swallowing way too much drool. And this is what I learned from like another parent. And the fever is because they're swallowing so much drool, it's not normal. So it presents as a fever. Sometimes because their mouth is so inflamed, you've heard of an ear, nose, and throat doctor. It's because they're, it's because they're all connected. Like they're all connected with like either very thin membranes. So sometimes teething can present like an ear infection And I know a parent that actually I know two separate parents that continued to bring their child to emerge because they thought that their child had an ear infection and it was presenting with inflamed ears. So the child was given antibiotics and sent home. And after a few days, it would clear up. But after like three or four ear infections in a year, one of the child was diagnosed with tubes in her ears and the other child was diagnosed with asthma. Oh my God, that's terrifying from teething. So it started out when they were teething and then it just carried over and it was like, oh, they're just predisposed to, you know, an ear infection. So anytime that I hear of a child having an ear infection, I'm like, is it really an ear infection or are they, you know, is it really an ear infection or is it something else? Yeah. I just sometimes think that that's the go-to diagnosis. And I'm like, that's not acceptable in my opinion. An ear infection is the very go-to diagnosis for everything because when I have a heart episode, the first, no, probably like the third one I had, I was at work at Pierre's Baguette Bakery, which no longer exists. It's on Walker Road in Ottawa. I was working by myself. Someone had made rum balls the night before and the smell was still in the bakery So when I went in at five o'clock in the morning to bake bread, the smell from the rum balls triggered my episode and I almost passed out and was like, they ended up calling my mom and she came and got me and took me to the hospital. They said it was an ear infection. They said, you have an inner ear infection. Go home. I was so mad. Yeah. I just find that I'm like, that's not what this is though. Like I know that it's not X. So It took me seven years and like 12 doctors to figure out what was wrong. So I feel like ear infections are their go-to. One other 
symptom sign that I know Ella is teething is she puts everything in her mouth. Everything. It annoys me because it's really hard to take her outside. Because all <laughs> she wants to do is eat everything. <laughs> and I'm really hoping that that goes away when she gets a few more teeth and isn't no. eating all the time. No. 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 Yeah, no, and I that. can tell you why. Because when I have the girls and we're leaving somewhere by myself, they walk. So I'm like, okay, out the door, walk to the car. I live on a farm, okay? So short of someone coming barreling through the laneway, which does not ever happen unless it's like pure later and then we know we're expecting a delivery. So I feel pretty confident in letting them walk from the door to the car. The worst thing that's going to happen is the dog, but we live with a gravel driveway. Both kids have been like, please don't put a rock in your mouth. Please, please don't eat the rock. Kinsley did bite the rock and I honestly thought that she broke a tooth. Oh, it gave me shivers. Just the whole, like, she bit the rock. She bit the rock, but it was a bigger one. She bit the rock, and I knew that it was going to hurt. She bit it, spit it out, and looked at me, and then started crying. And I was like, I told you not to put a rock in your mouth. Told you not to do it. You did it. She wasn't bleeding or anything. Like, there was no blood. There was no cracks in the teeth. Everything was fine. But that was, I think, the last time that she put a rock in her mouth. So maybe let them do it, and they'll figure it out for themselves. Yeah. She still picks up rocks. That's that has not stopped, but she no longer puts them in her mouth. Well, that's right gonna in. happen, right? Like they're gonna pick things up and look at them and inspect them. It's the putting in the mouth thing that I have an issue with. Reagan is um getting worse for it for not listening about stuff going in her mouth. It is kind of funny though. I do have to laugh because she puts something in her mouth and she's like, I don't like that. That doesn't taste good. And I'm like, of course not, it's dirt. Dirt does not taste good. No, but she's not, like, will she turn around and put more dirt in her mouth? Not immediately, but, like, maybe two weeks later we'll go outside and she'll forget that dirt doesn't taste good and she'll try it again. Okay. Finally, in Ontario, they have opened up bubbles and Reagan accidentally got a bubble in her mouth. <laughs> Swig of my water and she was good, but it was very funny because she's like, Ah, ah, she tried to catch it with her mouth and she didn't realize that she can't you catch a bubble with her mouth. You shouldn't do that? Yes. Soapy, gross. Luckily, it was just like one bubble and not like the bubble stick in her mouth. No, because not even five minutes later, she grabbed a hold of the bubble stick and I'm like, okay, blow like this. Like getting her to try and blow. She tries to lick the bubble stick. I'm like, you literally just put a bubble in your mouth and didn't like it. Why would you lick the bubble stick? But it's a different form. She doesn't know that it's the same thing. I don't know. They can't put those things together yet. It happens. They're going to do way worse things as they keep getting older. As they experiment with life. Someone says, it doesn't get easier having kids. You just face new challenges and learn to adapt a little better. And I'm like, I have never heard something more accurate in my entire life. Honestly, like even with the girls, I'm still to this day, like I I honestly have debated investing in like the backpack leash things. I thought leash parents, I honestly, I thought leash parents were a thing. I thought about it, investing in a leash and... I thought leash parents were ridiculous. Like, how can you not control your kid? I totally get it now. I'm so sorry. I honestly, like, I'm ready to do it. Because, like, when we 
enter into the world, they've been in lockdown pretty much their entire life. And when I say pretty much their entire life, I mean the winter before COVID started, the girls were preemie. So it was like no one could come into our house anyways. Yeah, they and were then, like six months old when everything happened. Six we months were, old, not doing a whole lot. <laughs> we literally were making plans with people the week before the first shutdown. And it was like, we're going to go here. We're going to do this, blah, 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 blah. Like everything's happening. And then shut down. And it was like, just kidding. No, we're not. <laughs> and now that they're able to go out into the world, it's like, I don't, I don't know if this is a good thing to not have a leash on the kids. Well, and having twins too, like they're going to run opposite directions on you. I know me and my sister did it to people all the time. Not just my parents, but babysitters. They've mm-hmm. all told us about it. <laughs> and said one of you would run run one one of you would run one way and the other one would run the other way and you just had to pick one and go after them <laughs> so and i see, get it and see i would go after kinsley first because she's faster <laughs> i can catch reagan <laughs> i am confident that i could catch reagan very easily i am not 100 percent confident if i had reagan that i could catch kinsley because she's fast hmm so it just kind of depends. Well, at least you got a plan. <laughs> I've had to implement the plan. Oh, no. Yeah. There's times where I come home from, like, being out, and I'm like, I really have to go to the bathroom. Pick up one kid. Pick up the other kid. I'm like, okay, mommy has to go to the bathroom. Let's go. <laughs> hey, whatever you got to do. I pick up Ella all the time when I have to go to the bathroom, and she's not in her safe area of the house. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Now I just kind of am like, put the girls on the one side of the gate where we are in the house. Like, okay, we're going to sit on this side. Mommy has to go pee. And they come in. Kinsley sometimes would like to sit on my lap. I'm like, I'm literally going pee. Like, can you just leave me alone for 30 seconds? Nope. Nope. nope, Not a thing. Okay. Let's get back on track. (laughs) Yeah. I was just thinking the same thing. What helps Ella when she's teething? Or do you have anything really that you implement right now? So... The amber teething necklace, which I know some people don't think it does anything and other people swear by it. I don't know if it works, but when Ella first started teething. It works, it works, it works. We were like, it's 20 bucks. If it works, it works great. And if it doesn't, at least we tried. Shane and I were on the same page that it would be $20 well spent either way. Because so many people are on both sides of the fence when it comes to amber teething necklaces that Mm -hmm. we decided to give it a try. Whether it works or not, I'm not sure. I did put it on her fairly early. So I'm not a hot, like, I'm assuming it works because she's really not that cranky of a baby to begin with. But it doesn't seem like she's very cranky when she's teething either. And the other thing is Tylenol and Tempra, which is like another name brand for Tylenol they seem to work really well I swear by the amber necklace both kids have had them on consistently since they were about 11 months old yeah so you went through a teething phase without them and now you're going through a teething phase with them so you've probably seen a very big difference my kids sleep in them yes I know you're not supposed to put your kid to bed in them it's the only way I'm gonna get some sleep I tried taking them off at night Nope, not a good idea because they wake up every 20 minutes. Ella sleeps in hers too, but she doesn't touch hers ever. It's it's, coming. They now put it in their mouth. 
Elle only puts it in her mouth when we're eating. Outside of that, she doesn't. Like at the end of eating, she'll like stick it, like roll it up and stick it in her mouth. Outside of that, she doesn't touch it. Yeah, I find the girls do it when they want to eat something. The other thing that I found that works is Camilla drops or Camilla drops. I don't actually know what they're called. You can find them in like the natural section of your grocery store. They're like one little shot. They're amazing. I've used those too and I found they work really well. I don't know what kind of sorcery is in those things, but if you are a first-time parent and your kid is around six months old, go buy these. We will put a link to the product in our Instagram that I'm talking about because I don't know how to say it. To me, it looks like a Hispanic name, the Camilla. That's what it looks like to me. So for me, I'm like, oh, that's what I call them. Um, I also use frozen teething rings. I know on the instructions, it says do not freeze of those silicone squishy water teething rings. I told Ella that. I was like, you're not supposed to freeze them. But in all fairness, you do have the H2O ones. So if they were to bite through them, they're only going to get water. Well, and I didn't know you weren't supposed to freeze them. I bought the same ones that she has and showed her the package and was like, see, (laughs) do not freeze. But you do buy the water ones. So it's very, like, they're not. I don't know if I would put jelly ones in the freezer, though. Like, I feel pretty confident. Like, it's 100% distilled water. I'm like, literally, that's what you're supposed to give a baby anyways. Yeah. And I use these over and over and over and over again. And the girls don't even care about them unless they're frozen. I think it's more of the plastic that they don't want frozen. But everybody freezes them. Everybody. That's that's how your babies are going to enjoy them the most. (laughs) (laughs) If you ask any parent circa like the 80s and 90s, they definitely, definitely froze those rings because... Back then they were gel and not water. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The other thing that I have found, especially early on with teething is freezing washcloths if you're not comfortable freezing the teething rings. Um, How I read it, if you want to be really safe, is boil some water on your stove for like five minutes so that it's baby safe. And then you put some washcloths in, in the water and then lightly wring them out so they're still pretty damp and then put them individually in their own Ziploc bag. And then you put those in the freezer and then the washcloth will freeze in a funky position and that's what you can give your baby I did this like twice I thought it was a ridiculous idea because your baby just ends up wet (laughs) I've seen that on Instagram I thought it was a good idea I do not recommend doing this maybe you put too left too much water on it because I I tried it two separate times because I bring Ella's out a lot and she doesn't really get drips of water it wasn't even drips of water. It was just between the drool and the like wandering. Yeah. And the wet washcloth, their clothes were wet. And I'm like, because their skin is so sensitive, it just left irritation on their chest. The last thing that we're going to touch on, and I try not to bring this up in the podcast is essential oils. I use Copaiba and Rescuer, which is from the kids line. I use these oils. They work great. Also, you will find what works for you as far as teething. Something that I did before the girls got their molars and too many teeth was I would stick my finger in their mouth and let them just gnaw on my finger. Or rub their gums. Yes, I don't recommend doing this after they get teeth because it hurts a lot. (laughs) It does hurt a lot. At least, like, 
I think I'll still be okay doing it because Ella has no top teeth yet. So yeah, I'll be so able to just... grab like the top gums now, but the bottom I'm out because her teeth are tiny and mighty and sharp. Oh, they're, oh, Reagan now has gotten into a biting phase. They bite each other and they try and bite me and it hurts. Like they've got strong little jaws and they've got strong little sharp little teeth. And it's like, that hurts. <laughs> That's too funny. Kinsley tried to bite my knee the other day and she was like, like she was trying to bite it and she like couldn't get a grip on it. And I like just grabbed her face and like shoved it into my knee. And obviously like she hit her teeth and her nose against my knee, like not hard, but enough to make her not do it. And then she freaked out. I was like, no, you don't bite mommy. So then she had her little temper tantrum where she falls to the ground and she falls like into where her feet are around and her head goes all the way down. (laughs) Lyle that came over the other day, he has eight teeth and he's six weeks younger than Ella. Yeah. Um, He has eight teeth and he was biting. He likes to bite Katie's shoulder and he's been like, she's trying to get him to stop, but like one bite alone has been putting holes in all of her clothes because his teeth are so sharp. I know this is going to be gross, but has she tried like spraying that area with like vinegar or something? Oh, I should tell her that. That It's going to suck because you'll smell like vinegar. I mean, I did apple cider vinegar in the morning. And the girls are like, oh, me too. So I took the, like, I'd already drank out of it. And then I let them try it. And Reagan's like. <laughs> nice. But yeah, vinegar no. just stinks. That's the only problem. Yeah. But, but that's a good idea. Like vinegar, apple cider vinegar, anything that has like a taste that they're not going to like, right? It would say hot sauce, but my kids like hot sauce and that actually could hurt. So. Yeah. You don't want to harm your kid. Just make them avoid biting. <laughs> yes. Let's go on to how do teeth come in? Because this actually blew my mind. Teeth do not just like pop up and go. No. They go up and down and 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 up and down. It's like you think you're like, oh, they're going to cut a tooth tomorrow. No. It's like that SpongeBob where it's like three weeks later, two years later. Yeah. So much later we had to fire the narrator and bring someone else in. Like I thought the girls were going to cut a teeth. Not kidding. Two months. It was two months. (laughs) I'm with you. It was Ella's two month appointment that even the doctor said that she's going to get teeth soon. And I'm pretty sure at nine months she got her first tooth. So it's been a long time since two months. So it happens. But once you think that like, oh, you've got one, you're going to get like four. Doesn't work. Well, I mean, it worked like that with, with my kids. They got one and two and three and four and five and six and then nothing. And then they got seven and eight and then nothing. And then they got nine, 10, 11, 12. <laughs> Ella's two bottom ones came about a month apart. So she she's definitely on the slow train for teeth. <laughs> the first teeth that come in are the two front bottom teeth. And that's what Ella has. Yes. And then the next teeth that come in are the two front. Like, I, like if you have buck teeth, we're talking about those teeth. <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> And then the four that are on the outside, so the two upper and lower that are, uh, the two upper and lower that are outside of that all come in kind of around the same time, but they should have four up top and then two on the bottom. And then the other two come in on the bottom. And then the canines come in top first, then bottom. Actually, nope, sorry. The next ones to come in are their, I guess it's called premolar or their first molar, depending on 
what chart you're looking at and tops first and then bottoms but it just kind of depends because they're so close these ones suck these are where my girls are at right now they have all four we have eight total we got through all eight thank god but we are now working on canines i am terrified which make like it makes sense that the canines are not going to be good because they're now pushing between two teeth that are already there mm-hmm. where the other one kind of fall in line. That one's now like, we're just going to stick one right in the middle. <laughs> and then it's the molars that come after when they're at like almost two, two and a half. And I have heard from n- like numerous parents when the molars come in, it's not fun. Like, do you want to talk about terrible twos? No, it's terrible threes, and it's because of their molars. Yay. Not looking forward to that part. Let's just hope Ella keeps going on the track she's going on and that everything will just be pretty good along the way. (laughs) You are not the first parent to be like, oh, like their first few teeth is totally fine. And I'm like, I was the same way. I'm like, they're teething? Like, they're fine. And every parent's like, "Mm, just wait. No, no, just wait. It sucks. Like the molars, I thought, I thought honestly, like at certain points with the first eight that come in, it was bad. The molars, oh, that is a whole new ball game. I am not looking forward to when they get their other molars, when they're like two, two and a half. I'm going to have an issue. Yeah, I think everybody has an issue, but you just got to remember that you like, you will get through it and they will be okay. You just got to not kill them before you, (laughs) before they get through it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That is the hard part is like, there are some nights though, like there are some nights when they are teething and I'm like, I gave you extra food. I gave you more milk. I gave you water. I gave you a teething ring. You have Tylenol. I put oils on you. You're wearing your amber necklace. What is it that I can do for you? And the answer is nothing. You have to just let them cry. You can yeah. hold them, you can comfort them, but they are going to cry over and over and over and over and over again until they literally cry themselves out. I know because Regan was there and I held her for like an hour and I was walking around with her and then it was, okay, mommy's tired. Mommy needs to sit down for a minute. No, no, it sucked every single time. It just, I'm like, I, I don't know how you're still crying. I'm really not looking forward to it. It Have scares I scared me. You? Yeah, it scares me just listening to you. Fingers crossed. I think I sent you a Snapchat one night with Regan that she was just crying. Yep. And it was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like, there have been times where I'm like, do I take them to the hospital? Like, I I don't know how to deal with this. They won't stop crying. I've given them everything I can. Like, do I have to take the hospital? Do we have to go to the hospital to get more drugs? Stronger drugs? Better drugs? I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. It's hard, right? You can only do as much as you can try everything, try all the home remedies and advice from other parents, but it doesn't mean they're going to work on your kid. So really funny story before we finish out and go to highs and lows. I did not use children's Tylenol until my kids were like over one. I was doing very good. I was using oils. We were using all homeopathic, natural, non-drug remedies. Finally, I caved. I was like, "Mm, I'm just going to go get Reagan Tylenol. It's like two in the morning in a pandemic. What's the first thing that closes? 24-hour pharmacies. I literally called the hospital and was like, do you have a pharmacy open that I can just drive there and get Tylenol? They're like, "Mm, no. Our pharmacy is only open for patients. And I was like, well, can I bring my child to get Tylenol then? They're like, 
no, because we're not going to prescribe that. I'm like, it's two in the morning and I don't have any. So I... And somehow that's not essential. Don't even get me started on that because that's just a whole other can of worms for it. That is not going to be talked about on this podcast Mm -mm. because our essential issue is... (sighs) It bothers me who decided what was and isn't essential because something is essential to everyone. Anyways, (laughs) so two in the morning, I'm on Facebook and I'm like, who is green? Who has a little green circle beside them that I can bug for Tylenol? So I called up the road to a friend of mine. I would say she's a neighbor, but like she lives like two minutes away in town and I live in a rural area. She's like, oh, I have Tylenol at my house, but I'm not at home. I'm out. She's like, you can just like, you know, break into my house and get it. And I was like, you have dogs. And I know that like, I know your dogs, but like at two in the morning, I may not know your dogs and I don't want to die. So I was like, "Uh, no. (laughs) And then I finally found a friend, but she lived in South London, which was like a 40 minute drive. So at this point, my mom was already up and I was like, I'm going for a drive. She's like, okay. So I drove all the way into London, like 40 minutes, all the way back out to my place. And luckily my friend who is a pediatric nurse was on the phone and I was able to call her because she was on nights and I'm like, I need you to do dosage information for Regan. So I found on it has like a, it's the suspension volume. It's like 160 micrograms over five milliliters or whatever it is. So she's like, what was Regan's last doctor's appointment? What was her weight? So I record all of this because I'm just that person. So by the time she's like, okay, let me get back to you. And I was like, I have to drive home from this person's house and she's like you got 40 minutes (laughs) yeah I'm like you have 40 minutes so she was able to find out everything which was great because I was using children's Tylenol on a baby which by the way life hack if you are buying baby Tylenol please stop just go buy children's Tylenol and have the pharmacist do a calculation especially if the baby is over 15 pounds and really you shouldn't really need baby Tylenol I don't think prior to 16 months especially in regards to teething because like most charts that we have found, the first four teeth that come in, it's like, oh, look at the cute little baby teeth you have now. Whereas where I'm at, where it's the molars and it's like, okay, you are going to get Tylenol and you're going to sleep all night. No, no, you're not. But we're just going to pretend you are. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I owe that mother so much. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to highs and lows. You want to go first? Erica, what was your low this week? So my ex had has scheduled visitation with the girls. He makes the schedule. So it really should fit in with the schedule, no problem. And he canceled two separate visitations. Didn't want to make them up. Was just like, no, I'm not coming. Didn't offer an explanation. And I could really tell like that extended period of time because they were back-to-back visitations when he didn't see them, that they were upset because they missed him. And it's really disheartening that he does this because I don't think he understands that they are people with feelings and mental capacity and they can understand that he's not there but they don't understand why. And I don't even know why. I'm not and it's very lie, hurtful. This breaks my heart. It it's it's frustrating and it's angering to me because He's not consistently there for them, and that's really terrifying to me. Yeah, you just don't know if he's ever going to be consistent, if he can't do it now. I don't know. I just, it's one of those things to me that it's like, 
you either have to be in this and fully committed to your kids or just walk away because nothing is going to make them more upset than him saying that he's going to be there and then just not show up. Yeah. And it's only going to hurt more as they get older. Yep. Sucks. Yeah. It's not exactly fun. I'm, I'm not really impressed. I'm, I'm rather annoyed with the whole situation, but I, again, I'm remaining calm, document everything and just move on with my day. Yeah. That's all you can do. I just try and fill those voids with like fun things that we're going to do. Right. Which as much as I can in a lockdown. Again, very difficult. (laughs) Yeah. What was your high this week? I have a few. So last week I had my birthday and I got a new laptop, which is very much needed because my old laptop is like five years old. And our last podcast, my entire screen like went black and almost broke which was super scary because I'm the one that edits our podcast. So I have all the audio files. I mean, I have them backed up in a few different places, but I'm still the one that has all the originals and I would like to hold on to those. Yes. Let's Um, not totally lose those. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I had an in-person job interview and I'm fingers crossed that I get this job. Me too. I have everything (laughs) crossed for you. You want a job so bad. I want to go back to work and I understand that this is going to be like, I'm working to pay the kids to be in daycare until they get into daycare and I get subsidy because then there'll be a little bit more. I have extra money, which really I don't, but you know what I mean? Um, (laughs) But I have to save up for a place. (laughs) Yes. It's so frustrating that like I, in order to get a job, I need to have daycare in order to have daycare. I need to get subsidy because I can't afford daycare without subsidy, but in order to get subsidy, I need to be working so that the girls can be in daycare. So I'm stuck in this three-pronged triangle where I'm like, oh my God, I, I, this just something needs to give. Something needs to give. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go back to work, find a job. The girls are on the top of the list for daycare, but they just keep giving away the spots and now there's no current spots open. So I'm like, well, this sucks. So then I'm now like, well, let's get a nanny because it's the only thing that I can think of. And I'm like, I'm hoping that I can get one that I can afford, but we'll see. So. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah. And the last thing started today. The girls now go down the stairs. Yeah. They fall down the stairs. Yes, I know. I was downstairs in the basement and they were upstairs and we have like a landing. And Kinsley has started to learn from last week. We talked about like these Instagram accounts with like physio development. And there's a saying of belly down, feet down, take it off of furniture. But it's also to get them to understand they want to go down the stairs. It's belly down, feet down. So she was doing that down the two stairs to the landing. And I'm like, oh, so I'm like, Kinsley, let's do the big set of stairs. And I was behind her and she went all the way down by herself. Reagan, same thing. Cause she saw her sister do it. She's like, I can do it too. Yay. It's like perfect. I'm not going to lie. That's where twins are a good thing because they can learn off of each other. Yes. Yes. Huge, huge win for me. Cause I'm like, okay, now they can go upstairs and downstairs on their own. I still don't want them doing it in public because they touch everything. <laughs> Yeah. But it's amazing. Baby steps. But doing it at home, then you don't have to carry them downstairs every night. That's Um, huge. I'm not confident that they could do it in their sleep sacks just because of how Reagan does it. Oh, true. But if we work on it when we're not in our sleep sacks, soon we can do it in our sleep sack. Or the sleep sacks just stay downstairs and we do it ourselves. Yeah. Carla, what is your high? So I kind of have two. My second one's like a high low, but we'll get to that. (laughs) So 
my high is, I guess this is kind of like a high low too. So Ella pooped in the tub the other night. <laughs> I remember getting the messages. <laughs> Most people would think that as a low, but for me, I was dying laughing. So there was like no water in the tub. It was just her and we were getting ready to take her out and she pooped. And it wasn't just like a little poop. There was like a log. <laughs> well, we noticed, I think I noticed first and Shane freaked out. Like she's pooped in the tub before and he didn't care. He, there was water in the tub then is what he's saying. But because there was no water in the tub, he was super grossed out. He ended up opening the bathroom window. Like he's like, it smells so bad. And he kept running away. I was like, it's just poop. I'm like, can you please just hand me some paper, like toilet paper so I can like clean up the most of it. And then I'll like run the rest down the drain. And he's like, well, just give me Ella. Cause she started playing in it with her hands. And I was like, no, he's like, just put her in the towel. I'm like, why? She has to go back in the bath. Like there's no point in taking her out of the tub to put her in a towel in which I'm now going to have to like stain, remove the poop. And I was just like, I'm not putting her in a towel. She's staying in the tub. I just held her hands so she couldn't put them in her mouth. That was my biggest thing. Like don't eat the poop. Just you played with the poop. It's okay. <laughs> just don't eat it. Yeah. Kids don't understand that they're playing with their own poop. No. So they just think it's a toy and you're like, well, this is disgusting. You're playing with your own poop. They're like, look, mummy mud. I found this absolutely hilarious. Shane, not so much, which is why I have it as a high because I just thought it was the funniest thing in the world, the way Shane reacted. But it was a win-win because my tub really needed to get like a deep clean. So I sprayed it all down with bleach after Ella got washed the second time and was in bed so she was nowhere near the bleach fumes, but I sprayed down the whole tub and scrubbed it all. And now it's nice and pretty and white <laughs> and there is no poop anywhere. <laughs> it was very entertaining. I will like Shane's reaction just blew my mind. I'm like, this isn't the first time she pooped in the tub. And he's like, but if there's no water, it's not just like floating around. I'm like, I feel like this is better and easier to clean up. Like I could clean up most of it with toilet paper and put it in the toilet versus trying to scoop it out of floating water. I don't understand how he thinks one is grosser than the other, but. <laughs> I've only ever had one poop incident in the tub. Thank goodness. And it was in their small tub and it was the second baby. And it was right at the very beginning of the bath. So I was like, Oh, take her out, throw her in a towel, roll her back up. So she's warm, dump the water, rinse out the tub, new water kit in the tub. No problems. And I'm like, Oh, that was easy. It was easy. But I'm totally on board with the rebathing the kid. Yeah, rebathing. <laughs> you gotta rebathe, <laughs> especially when they're now playing in it. <laughs> oh, for sure. I like scrubbed her down like extra good just to make sure. What but, is your yeah. other high? So my other high is a little bit of a high low. So I'll do the low first because it kind of happened that way. So today... I had a doctor's appointment and I was going to have a play date with my friend and her baby that's three weeks younger than Ella. So while I was at the doctor's appointment, she was going to watch Ella and then I could go to the doctor's appointment. We come back and have the play date. This is the first time me leaving Ella with someone 
that isn't family, <laughs> that isn't my sister for any length of time, essentially. I don't know why, maybe because I'm getting emotional about Ella going to daycare soon or what. When I drove away, I cried and I was only gone 40 minutes. <laughs> 40 minutes. Totally normal. I know. But it was just, I was so emotional. And I think it's because daycare is coming and I know it's going to be hard. But I bawled on the way to my appointment. And it doesn't help that Ella was like just sitting at the window when I drove by to leave. Just looking out the window. And I was like, bye, baby. And waving to her. And I was just like, okay, I can't do this. (laughs) But... The doctor's appointment that I went to was to remove my IUD, which is the form of birth control I use. And so we can start trying to make babies. More babies. I'm so excited. Was it painful? No. I didn't feel anything. Hmm. You have a high pain tolerance? Yes. Hmm. I broke my leg and didn't shed a tear at all until... Why did I cry? Oh, because the baby music played at the hospital. That's why I cried when I was in the hospital with a broken leg. I cried because there was baby music. I did not cry because my leg was broken. (laughs) And can we just clarify for everyone? At Windsor Hospital, when a baby is born, music plays. It doesn't happen at all hospitals? No. Oh, okay. At least not that I'm aware of. I also don't think it is on every floor. No, it's only in that wing. Yeah. Because when I was staying there with my ectopic, I was like, what is that? And they're like, oh, that means a baby's been born. I'm like, I don't want to hear this right now. Which, fun fact, that is not the unit where you should be putting women that just had ectopic pregnancies beside the women that are having babies. It's like, yeah, this is not a good combination. No. <laughs> but, yeah. So, I kind of have two highs. And the only low is that Elle is going to daycare soon. And I'm getting too emotional. She literally I... starts daycare in four days. When you posted that on Facebook, I put a sad emoji beside it when you were looking for that chalkboard. And I'm like, it's sad because I know it's sad for you. And I'm like, wait, are people like thinking that I'm weird putting a sad emoji beside that? Like, I don't know. No, because you understand that. Oh, yeah. Like the whole process of it, right? Like I'm, I was looking for like a first day of school chalkboard to do Ella's first day of daycare, because I feel like this is a milestone that we need to celebrate and document because it's a big deal at least it's a big deal for me that she is going to daycare so I couldn't find one in time so I made one instead and it actually I love it I should send you the new picture of it I put like drawings on it and stuff I haven't actually filled it out yet but we're getting there (laughs) it looks nice from what I've seen yeah the plain one did you see just the plain one I don't know I haven't been like I keep Super on social it. media right now. I need now. to leave it alone. <laughs> I just need to fill in the information now. <laughs> but I have to paint it because it's, I used a, what do you paint on? An easel? No. The thing you put on the easel. A canvas? Yeah. I used a canvas. <laughs> oh, I'm like, a, a what? <laughs> I, like, I did it all on a canvas. But I think mm-hmm. I'll be, if I am careful with how I put the information in, I'll be able to just paint black over it and use it every year, which is kind of what I'm hoping to do. Yay. Shane's like, why don't you just make one? And I was like, I can probably do that. And I did most of it in Ella's one hour nap. I was pretty impressed with myself. (laughs) Yes. The one hour naps when it goes from one to two. 
you're so used to your one hour nap that you're like, what do I do with the next ha- the next hour? Yeah. It's exciting. Yes. It's happy and it's sad. It is. I'm very emotional. Shane's like, are you even going to leave the parking lot on Monday? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> you call in sick to work your first day back. Why? I, I'm not ready yet. Okay. That is why Ella is going to daycare two weeks before I actually start work. So I don't have to miss work because I'm too emotional to let her go. <laughs> Shane's like, this is more for you than for Ella. But it's something we both agreed on. Like the two-week time frame to get us both into a routine before I start work again. You'll so, get there. I will. I think it's going to be a lot easier than I think. Like, obviously, it's going to be hard. But it's. I think it's going to be easier than what I think in my head right now. Because <laughs> I'm thinking the worst. <laughs> And it's daycare and she's going to have people to play with, like kids to play with. Plus there's lots of staff to help and watch her. Like I just need to let go. And I don't think I know how (laughs) COVID has ruined this for me. This is COVID's fault. No one's watched my kid for more than a couple hours. And my go-to person was my sister and she moved to another province. So It's been really hard trying to let go of all of the control because I will not be able to do it while I'm working. And for everybody thinking, why can't you just watch her while you work? She's going to be walking soon and getting into everything. (laughs) It is not an option. No. Like, I know that there's seasoned veteran parents out there that are on, like, their not first child. It is totally different when it's your first. Yeah, I don't know what to expect from her, so... I just need to focus on work, especially because I plan on having another baby soon. (laughs) I need to just focus on work and do a good job at my job so I can come back after this next baby. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Need to make sure my job is still there to come back to. Thank you for listening to episode 19 of our podcast. We appreciate all of the support. If you liked this episode, please subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform you listen. Also, if you know someone who could benefit from today's information, please share. Our social media is packed with all of today's hacks and products that we've mentioned. So please follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash moms surviving life and on Instagram at moms surviving life, all one word. If you have a question or a comment, please feel free to private message us on Instagram or Facebook or email us at moms surviving life at gmail.com. Next week, we will be talking about postpartum mental health, and we will be joined with some special guests.